You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. Woo! Here we go. I tell you what, I'm excited because I have a four-day weekend. And uh, I'll be completely honest with you, my life has been hectic uh, the past couple weeks. And there is a good chance that on my list of things to do the very top bullet it says don't do shit i am going to do absolutely nothing this weekend except eat food drink some beer hang with the family maybe go on a hike but i'm not going to do anything that uh, is any remotely close to working on my house or doing some kind of work i'm not even going to do any podcast stuff so there's that but i i might I might check some trail cameras. I might do some fun deer hunting type stuff. But uh, other than that, nada. Nothing. Zip. Zilch. Um, my my yard needs mowed. And to be honest, I don't even want to do that. So that's kind, of <laughs> that's kind of what I'm dealing with this weekend. Hopefully you guys have some good plans. Whether you have a four-day weekend or you have a three-day weekend or just a one-day weekend, you know, I don't know what your guys' work schedules are. I'm sorry I don't. But anyway, today we have an awesome podcast, and um, we are going to be doing a product review. It's a pretty in-depth product review, and uh, Bob Polanik is his name, and he's going to review Cryptek Camo. Um, he's going to talk a little bit about um, why he decided to go in that direction, some of the other camo companies that he's used in the past, and uh, kind of the transition from just camo when he first started hunting to actually purchasing hunting gear, which Cryptek is, I, I guess you could say, more in that gear category than actually just camo pattern, a camo pattern on clothing. So uh, we're going to be doing uh, a little 
Cryptek camo review from Bob Polanik today. And uh, other than that, that's gonna that's gonna do it for uh, this week. But before we get into this week's podcast, remember. So I just dropped my microphone because I, I like to talk with my hands and uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but I'm not going to stop recording because I feel like I'm on a good roll here. Uh, it's not very professional. That's okay. I'm not a professional person, but I guess what I was trying to say before my hands interrupted everything, I recently spoke with Matt Klein from Exodus Trail Cameras about the importance of good SD cards and good batteries? Good question. So we talk a lot about this, but, uh, you know, memory cards and batteries are something that I think are holding a lot of cameras back. And I'd hate to say it, but I think a lot of people that have a bad experience with hundred dollar or so cameras may have had a bad experience with their batteries. Um, cards, maybe not so important. There was a time of day when cards would give people fits in different cameras. Um, I think most cameras on the market today are smart enough that they can recognize different cards. We recommend a class four or six card. Um, if you're running HD video or just photos, um, that should suffice for most cameras on the market, but batteries are where things can really get out of control. I actually just wrote a big blog post on this. Maybe we can include in the show notes, but what happens is alkaline batteries are just not made well with trail cameras. They're not made to work well with trail cameras. As they die, their voltage goes down, and that causes trail cameras to have problems. It causes your flash to have problems, your flash distance, your trigger speed, your trigger distance. All of these things are affected by alkaline batteries as they start to die. And most people think that that's towards the end of their life cycle, but it actually starts about a quarter of the way into the life cycle of alkaline batteries. Um, lithium batteries all the way. We talk about that a lot. Lithium batteries will get you the most, not only out of your Exodus lift cams, but all of your trail cameras that you have on the market. If you guys are looking to catch some, uh, some of the velvet rut, make sure you guys go and get an Exodus trail camera. You can go to exodusoutdoorgear.com to find out more information about the products. And if you do decide to purchase, you can use the code nine fingers. That's the number nine followed by the word fingers, no spaces. And that will allow you to get $20 off of your purchase. So that's better than nothing. And uh, yeah, give those guys a call and check them out or visit their website or whatever. They're a really good company. They'll answer any of your questions. I know the guys personally. So yeah, good, good product. Anyway, let's get into this week's podcast with Bob Polanik and his review of Cryptek Camel. All right. Here for another podcast. Joining me today is Bob Polanik. How's it going today, Bob? Pretty good. How about yourself, Dan? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And uh, today we are going to do a product review podcast on uh, Cryptek Camo. It's something that you uh, reached out to me and said, hey, I'd, I'd like to uh, talk a little bit about this. I said, okay, let's do it. But uh, before we, we start talking about uh, um the Cryptek Camo. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about how your uh, 2015 hunting season went? Uh, 2015 hunting season went great. I was able to spot and stalk uh, the biggest biggest whitetail buck that I shot with my bow and uh, 
followed that up a month later with uh, another spot in stock on a doe the day after Christmas. So nice, pretty, uh, pretty what, fun. And what state do you live in? Michigan. Michigan. And was all this in Michigan? Yes. Nice, nice, nice. Do you do ever do any out of state uh, type hunting as well? Yes, I've uh, I've hunted out in Montana for elk uh, two years ago. Uh, this year I'm going back to Montana, um, bow hunting for elk again. And then I got a little rut trip for, um, first week of November out in Nebraska. Nice. Um, so nice. Yeah. Pretty big year. So I've been to a Nebraska. It's out in the Western part of the state in the sand hills, chasing mule deer, antelope and whitetail. That was pretty fun. But uh, I've never been to Montana for anything. Have, were you successful at all on your elk hunts? No, so truthfully, the two years ago I went out there, I actually just videoed for a good buddy of mine. Okay. Um, but, I mean, the two of us, I don't know, we, we backpacked in and stayed out, like slept in a basically a floorless tent and whatnot and did that whole thing. And I think we were in there for Hubble Mountains for five days. And whether I had a video camera in my hand or not, I mean, you're, or a weapon or not, I mean, you're, you're hunting with a partner, so. Right. It's basically hunting, and yeah, it was it was awesome, man. We got on some sweet bulls. We got uh, we had some encounters with bears and wolves, all within like 20 yards, and um, didn't we weren't able to seal the deal with any nice bulls. But we had multiple like encounters at 50 yards. That had a we had a probably a 320 inch bull basically wake us up out of our tent the last. Uh, morning we were in there and it's all <laughs> all on film man it ended up being a cool video just uh didn't get a uh, kill on film but doesn't mean it's not wasn't worth videoing it was a, it was a lot of fun that's right when i went to idaho uh we didn't even get close to elk but the experience was well well worth it so what do you uh what do you do for a living how old are you i am 29 and i do used to do environmental cleanup um and with the same company, I transferred divisions, and now I do uh, wastewater treatment. Okay. So like uh, oil, like if some, an oil was spilled or there's some kind of pollution in ground soil or s- stuff like that? Yeah, basically. it's all, It was all um, like dredging of rivers and lakes and stuff like that. So. Okay. All righty. Uh, which brings me up to a next question. You said dredging. Did you pull up some pretty weird things from the bottom of lakes and rivers? Yeah, we actually did a uh, dredging project out on the Missouri in uh, in near Nebraska, and uh, we had a our line got clogged up, and we pulled it apart, and it actually was a buffalo skull that had a musket in it. So a, a buffalo skull that had a, a musket ball in it. Uh, yep, exactly. Back from you know, however many years ago. So that was Holy probably the coolest cow. thing. Yeah, that was awesome. So that's, yeah, that's definitely a lot. So they shot it and it ran into the river and died. Yep, exactly. Wow. That's amazing. I don't know. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. All right. Enough jibber jabber. Let's talk about camo. Let's talk about cryptic. Um, so when you, uh, you, you mentioned, you said, okay, I want to review cryptic camo. Um, before you know, before we actually start talking about cryptic, when you started hunting, I, I, how long would you say you've been hunting? 
Uh, I've been hunting for nine years. Nine years. Okay. So in those nine years, when you first started hunting, what were what were your thoughts on camo and I guess kind of how they have changed, how your thoughts on camo have changed over the years to today? Uh, I had no idea. I mean, I was 20. I walked into Gainer Mountain and bought a scent blocker, and it was like the road trip warrior version or something like that. And uh, it was just simply basically like the your lightweight, you know, what you'd wear for if it was 60 degrees out. And then anytime it got cold, I just layered up with hooded sweatshirts and stuff like that. And honestly, froze my butt off for the first <laughs> four or five years that I hunted during the rut. Right, right. So, so you really didn't pay any attention to any of the, the layering systems or, um, I mean, back nine years ago there in the hunting industry, there probably wasn't any type of product that had, that was focused on layering systems. Not that I can recall anyway. Yeah. I, I, I pay no attention to it. I didn't, you know, I didn't know any better. Just the colder it got, it was put on more hooded sweatshirts, put on more (laughs) pairs of sweatpants and, and just, you know, tough it out. Right. Right. So as you were, you know, as you were looking initially for your first, you know, set of camo, did the pattern matter to you at all? I mean, was it mossy oak or real tree or anything else? Uh, no, I think when I first kind of, when I first bought camo, I saw like the, they'd kind of real tree had come out with like their AP HD or something like that. It was like, it was really vivid and basically just looked the coolest out of everything on the rack. So kind of how I based it off that. So you were, it looked cool on the rack and that was kind of a, a selling point for you at the time. Yep, exactly. Gotcha. Now, as time went on and you maybe upgraded or changed uh, your camel patterns, you know, in the last nine years, when did you start, I, I guess, what changed for you when you decided to maybe make the change from what you had back then to, I guess, your next set of camo? Um, it was, it was the rut of 2012 and I was out in New York and it was mid November and I was absolutely frozen. I think it was nine degrees that morning and I was so frozen and I shot a, shot a buck and was so happy to shoot a buck by like 9am just so I could get down and get warmed up. And kind of after that, um, I'd gotten a little bit of a better job and whatnot and was making more money. It was like, you know what, next year. But there's one thing I'm going to change about hunting is I'm going to make sure that I'm not cold at all. And basically started researching different uh, gear and, you know, kind of how to layer. And um, I'm a big river fisherman, so I kind of had a little bit of experience with uh, Sims, you know, some of their shells and tops and stuff like that. So kind of started to get to a little knowledge about different fabrics and whatnot and came across Sika gear and I wore in 2013 I wore Sika's um their elevated forest pattern the stuff that's got a lot more green in it and uh I was never cold never never cold at all so gotcha um so so then you uh 
So then you wore, how many years did you wear uh, Sitka for? And, and that was before they had all the products that they have right now. When did you, when did you switch off of, uh, off of Sitka and why? Oh, I switched the following year. So 2013, they had like the, the fanatic jacket and the bibs and whatnot that had that Prima loft insulation. Sitka did. Yep. So that's, that's what kept me the warmest. And then, um, 2014, a couple things happened. First of all, I got wind that they were going to change their pattern. Um, and then the other thing was I was going out on that elk hunt in Montana and my buddy was like, dude, you can't be walking around in like that kind of like greenish, greenish camo. You're going to stand out like sore thumb. So okay. I started looking and I wanted something that I could wear out West and, uh, was kind of thought like, you know, if I'm going to sell all my sick of gear on like archery talk and whatnot, I'll get top dollar now before the other uh, camel pattern comes out and like you can't resell it for anything. So, right. So when you decided, and that's when you started looking at Cryptek, right? Yeah. I wanted something that was versatile that I could wear out West in the mountains and I could wear back home in Michigan in my tree stand. Okay. So what other, what other camo patterns or camo companies or, or gear companies did you look at, um, other than Cryptek if you did? I looked at First Light and I looked at, is it QU? QU I don't know yep. how to pronounce. Yep. Um, and basically what I came across both those is that like, those are both very, um, spot and stock, like really made for, you know, high exertion levels and stuff like that. And I, I knew that in the long run, I was going to need something that kept, kept me warm on those, you know, November mornings and whatnot. So I knew I needed something that was going to have some insulation and some good layering. And I think, you know, first light or two probably would have worked out just fine. But uh, at that time, I don't think they offered anything that was very insulated. So that's what kind of steered me away from that. Okay. So you decided to go with uh, Cryptic. What was the? What were some of the solidifying uh, categories, or what? What? What made you, or what helped you make your decision towards those guys? Uh, the pattern. I thought the pattern was awesome. Um, a lot of guys can take it or leave it. Some people can just straight up leave it because they don't. You know, I've heard people call it. You know, like the. You look like a rattlesnake or a lizard or whatever, but uh, I watched a bunch of I watched a few YouTube videos and um, I watched one YouTube video where they had guys at like 30 yards, 50 yards, 100 yards, and you couldn't tell where they were until I mean they started moving and they'd point them out a little bit better. It just looked like this camo really blended in with your surroundings, and then they they showed it where you know kind of drier conditions where there's a lot more browns and stuff like that and how you know, that camel blended in well, and they showed it more, you know, in the Midwest setting and, you know, early season September and stuff like that in October and how, like, there is some greens in their their Highlander camo pattern, and it really pops out when, you know, it's still early season and, and really green. So I just wanted something that was really versatile, and I could just, you know, instead of buying, you know, certain camo for out west and certain camo for, you know, the Great Lakes region, I just wanted one do-it-all 
um, camo option right. and layering system. So the combination between the, the the pattern itself and the actual functionality of the layering system that they have was your your selling point. Yeah, for okay. sure. All right. So did does this because I I'm on their website right now. Do they have uh, options as far as camouflage for the hunting products are concerned, or is it just the one? They, I think they basically have two. They have uh, their main one is Highlander, and that's like the you know your browns and a little bit of green and different different shades of brown basically. And then they have Mandrake, which has got a little bit more green in it, and that one's actually for more like being in some thicker forest and stuff like that. So the uh, Highlander is supposed to be the best for you know your transition areas and and your your kind of mountainous terrain so okay so you you decided that you're going to go with cryptic um what was what's the price what was some of the pricing on that compared to let's say your your kuyu or your uh first light i think it was pretty comparable honestly to to both those the main one that i found it was it was a probably I would say a good twenty to thirty percent cheaper across the board than Sika, but it was it was right on that same price point with QU and and First Light. And I think to this day, that I think that holds true still. Okay. All right. So then on the uh, when when you guys first or when you first started using it, when did you know? I mean, did you have any questions or concerns about the product? before you purchased it or, I mean, you know, cause obviously you got a pros versus cons when, when you're purchasing anything. Did you ha- was there any cons, uh, to this product that maybe made you lean towards a different uh, product at first? Um, you know, not that I can remember. Um, I think I was so excited to, to get it and I was able to buy it pretty early throughout the year. And, uh, you know, kind of, you know, by August, I think I had everything and I wasn't going on a uh, hunt till September. So if I didn't like it, you know, I had the option to send it all back though, so, but I got it and everything, you know, I ordered a bunch, you know, piece by piece and everything seemed great. The quality was awesome. Fit was awesome. So, um, I think the fit has kind of changed now, but, uh, but yeah, I was, everything got everything dialed in before, well before I went on uh, my elk hunt in September. So, so, Initially, when you when you got it, I mean, was was everything stitched well? I mean, did it fit you well? Um, I know that some companies, you know, the base layer, you'll you'll order the base layer in a large. So you know, if you're doing a lot of layers, then the large pants will also accommodate you wearing your base layer. You know, so like. It, it goes up to accommodate for all the layers that you're wearing, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And basically what you're describing, if a company kind of, if their sizing is all over the place, it is probably one of my biggest pet peeves because a lot of this stuff nowadays, we order it, at least for me, I order it off the internet. I mean, for pricing yep. and nothing around me really carries the Sikas or the Cryptek, or especially the Q, your first light. I mean, those are super Western camo companies. 
But, um, so yeah, you get something and it doesn't fit right. You get a large and it fits like a double XL. It's like, come on, man. But, uh, so then you got to send it back and get a new one and all that. So, um, yeah, that's a pet peeve of mine. And when I first started wearing Cryptek in 2014, that was definitely an issue. Sizing was definitely an issue. There's multiple things I had to send back. Um, nowadays, I think basically everything ran small back okay. then. Now everything runs way more true to size. The fit is your athletic fit. It is cut for a bow hunter. There's no excess bulk anywhere. Um, so they yeah they have they have really good good uh, quality material too. All the stitching is good. I mean, I put a couple pairs of pants through two seasons now, and and they look brand new still. And I mean, you're talking probably 30 40 hunts per year so so when you ordered when you ordered uh, all this gear from them when you switched did you order a complete base you know from base layer to insulation to outer shell uh, system or did you just order a couple things and then you know still use your hooded sweatshirts and your sweatpants no i i ordered i were ordered from base layers all the way up to the, the outer gear and all the insulation and everything. So, um, yeah, everything head to toe is, is cryptic. And when I wore Sitka, it was, it was the same way. So if I took one jacket off, the next piece was the same camo. And I don't know, I guess, I don't know if that's the anal side of me or does, does, I mean, does it matter? Probably not. But right. for me, it's always like, if I want to shed a jacket, I don't got to worry about Boston. I got a, you know, green sweatshirt on or something like that or a black sweatshirt you know it's just right so take it off and keep going so are you able to hunt throughout the entire season so like in the early season it when it's really warm out all the way to you know obviously the rut in december when it, the temperatures can be extremely cold yes okay so yep. the gear that you ordered um did it function well in both the heat and the uh, obviously you're going to wear less in the heat, but all the way from the heat to the, uh, colder temperatures. Yeah. The, uh, the first, first experience I had was that elk trip in September and we had daytime highs in the seventies and the lows were getting down to the thirties. And I mean, it was everything. I think I brought two base layer shirts, um, one was a Murano top, the other one was just a polyester top, um, and a Primaloff vest. And then I brought just a, a polyester shell of a jacket, and then I've only brought, um, you know, just a one shell, like, pant-like set. And, I brought, and then on top of that, I brought um, waterproof pants and a jacket that are super packable. So that's all I brought for that, and I was... Uh, I was, I was perfect. And then, you know, got back home, got into the mid season and was able to adjust my layering properly and was comfortable out, you know, whether it was 60, 50, 40 degrees. And then once the rut comes around, um, they have, they have Primaloft bibs and a Primaloft jacket. And, uh, it's called, uh, like Aegis. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. They have really weird names for other, their jackets and pants. But uh, I feel like the Aegis Extreme Weather, and it's a pretty bomb-proof setup. So it's waterproof. It's got Primaloft insulation. 
and uh, it's super quiet. So it's it's a good it's a good uh, garment for you know so, late season and. So that's a that's a jacket and bib combo that you bought. Yes, that's oh, okay. their warmest option. Yep. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, and um, so the uh, a GS extreme jacket and bibs uh, looks like it's what you know you can buy it individually or you can buy it separately, but uh, or together. But um, what did you buy for your base layer from these guys? Uh, so are you on their website? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on there right now. So I have the Dalbor pants is basically the, the base layer pant. I, I don't like the tight fitting, like Moreno base layer pants. So right. just the Dalbor camel pants is all I uh, have for like the early season warm weather. And then the two base layers I have, one is the, I believe it's the Hopalite Moreno wool. It's like the quarter zip. Okay. Long sleeve. And then the other one is the Helios 2. That's more of like a like a mesh polyester type and that's uh both of those are great. I out west, you know, when you're backpacking and all that, you're sweating a ton, so I always wore the Merino top just cuz it kind of for whatever reason Merino wool doesn't really stink. I mean, after 5 days it does, but the yeah. first couple it doesn't. Um that polyester top, you could, you sweat that thing out once and it stinks to high hell. So, right. Right. Okay. So how did it, how did it, ever, did everything work the way you wanted it to throughout the season? Was there any negatives uh, that you saw or something that you feel the company should or could address? Yes. Okay. There is a couple couple of things the sizing like i said that's kind of been addressed from what i can tell um their insulated jacket that i was just telling you about the, the uh yeah okay so the pockets the hand pockets where, where you put your hands like when the jacket's all zipped up so right. instead of those pockets being inside of the insulation they're actually on the outside of the insulation so there's just a thin layer between your hands and ah. and the outside so your hands freeze okay you know if that's... those pockets went inside the insulation i think they'd stay a lot warmer i wonder i wonder if they're doing that for a reason or not you know like if if they're doing it to help your body maintain all the heat because if those zippers were yeah. open and your hands were in there, heat could escape. But I'm not, for me personally, I'm not a huge fan of wearing heavy gloves. If I wear a pair of gloves in the uh, late season, I got my hands in my in my bibs or in my uh, in all that stuff because I'm gonna I'm gonna be wearing a pair of like really light mechanics gloves or something like that. You know what I mean? Yep, exactly. I'm, I'm the same way. So, um, so the pockets were an issue, uh, as far as design was concerned, anything else that, you know, that noticed that, uh, you know, if you had control of the company, you would be changing. Mm. No, like I said, most of it's been, been changed. They have a, uh, you see the Poseidon, uh, rain jacket. Okay. So the first version of that, which is actually what I still have, 
um, it's only a it's only a quarter zip. It's like a pullover quarter zip. Right. Their new one, their new one, unzips all the way. Um, the other thing about that is the old one had like this just giant hood. Like you could fit two heads in there. And from everything I've read, the new one has a more like articulated head, so like you can like you can see from side to side. It doesn't impair your vision at all. So and with the other one, it definitely definitely impaired your vision. So. Gotcha. So um, any any so wear any wear points on any of the garments? Like you know, there's for me, um, I I can remember when I would wear uh, cheap camo. Uh, at the very beginning of my hunting career, similar to you, uh, certain parts would be worn out, like the butt of the butt of the pants, and then the camo would fade. Um, any any type of fading or wear on your gear? Um, no, no fading whatsoever. Uh, not. I can't. I haven't been able to find one stitching issue. Um, there was one garment, which they, they see they've corrected this as well, but I see it's a, called the Sherpa Cedric hoodie. They don't carry it anymore on their website. Once in a while, you'll see it on like Camel Fire, but it's uh, it's the same. It's kind of the same design as their Sherpa Zip hoodie that they have on the website now. Okay. Uh, that Sherpa Zip hoodie is leaps and bounds better than what the Sherpa Cedric was. Um, that, that Cedric hoodie, you could wear it maybe five times. And then, I mean, the whole thing pilled, it was just one big pilly mess where like, it just, there's just fuzzies all over it. And yeah, I mean, the, the great, the great thing about it is I sent it back after a year of using it. They sent me the Sherba zip hoodie, no questions asked. So customer service is freaking on point. So, right. That's awesome. Not a lot of companies would do that. Um, right. I'm looking at that Sherpa zip hoodie right now. That reminds me a little bit of the fanatic hoodie that, uh, Sitka has. Right. Right. Minus the pockets. But, um, how does, I mean, how does there, other than, uh, other than, you know, you having your initial issues with ordering the right size in the beginning, once you do get the right size, does does it fit well? I mean, is are the pants sagging uh, as you're moving? Do they does the stuff ride up or you know sometimes on certain uh, shirts if you're moving that sleeve will start to ride up and you got to continue to uh, push it down, pull like pull your sleeves down or, or pull your pants up or anything like that. No, they're uh, so they're all their pants have a built-in like elastic Velcro, like adjuster. So say you order, you know, size large or extra large or whatever, and they're just a little bit big on you or they're a little bit tight. You can loosen it or tighten it. And it's like an elastic band that's built inside of the waistband. So you don't even see it. All you see is a very little Velcro tab and that's like right underneath the belt loop. So you can just cinch it tight and they fit, they fit snug. And like I said, everything's really, athletic fitting so um for for me it's it's great i do a lot of uh what we call hanging and banging a lot of the oh, yeah. uh, lone wolf <laughs> yeah lone wolf sticks and hang on and uh, i think the first first uh i don't know two weeks of the year i probably do that about half a dozen times and climb right up a tree and 
and, you know, never have to hike the britches up and have to worry about any of that stuff. So, I mean, I definitely wear a belt with all my pants, but, right. um, but yeah, it's, there's no problems. What now, any other, any other things that you want to talk about, any other, um, whether it's a, a positive or a negative or, or something that you're, you know, you're pleasantly surprised about when, once you've uh, worn this for a couple seasons now? Um, I, so I video some of my hunts and, uh, I've done, you know, some of those like GoPro selfie shots, walking out to the tree stand. And I tell you what, man, in September, not September, in October, when the leaves are changing and there's all your reds and your yellows and whatnot, and you look at the way that Highlander camo just blends in with everything, it's, it's amazing. I mean, you blend right in and I know it's to the human eye and a deer sees completely differently, but it's, uh, I guess other hunters won't see you if that's a bonus, but <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, the, there's a couple of things. It's definitely not really like it's not set up for whitetail hunters. Like there's no, there's no um, slit in the back by the neck for your safety harness. I have I've sent all my jackets in to the tailor and had them put that in. Um, I can't think of. Uh, too many other oh there's one complaint i have so there's the dalibor 2 jacket right and then there's the kadog jacket the kadog jacket is more for your you know mid to cool conditions and the dalibor jackets for your you know mid to warm conditions well what i from what i can tell with the pants and the jacket it basically took the dalibor pants and jacket applied a fleece layering to the inside of them and then said here's your kadog jacket and your kadog pants and so your kadog like those kadog jacket pants they a large fits just a little bit tighter than the dalibor large because it takes up that inside where that fleece is that they applied takes up just a little bit of room so it's kind of like it's not a completely different jacket i mean all the pockets are the same and everything like that so for me, it's kind of like, you know, like a, I was kind of expecting a whole different jacket and a whole different set of pants when I ordered it. And you kind of see that was kind of bummed, but that's, I don't know, that's probably getting a little picky with it, but I think, I think you have a right to be anytime you're spending decent money on camo. Right. Cause that, you know, just, just like anything, any of that to you, any of that, uh, um, this cryptic or the Sitka gear. I mean that uh, I'm on their website and that Kadog pants and jacket combined is basically 450 bucks. So yep. I'm going to be an anal nitpicker if I have to spend 500 bucks on anything. I'm going to I'm going to be like, well, I spent 500 bucks on it. I it should be able to do my dishes. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> So, um, what all, what all garments do you have? And is there maybe one that stands out enough? One of the garments that you would, you know, that you would highly recommend to the listeners? Yeah. So I've got, for base layers, I've got the Helios 2 and the Hoplite Moreno. Uh, for insulation, I got the Kratos vest and the Kratos 2 jacket and the Sherpa hoodie. For jackets, I've got the Dalibor 2 jacket, the Poseidon rain jacket, the Aquilo jacket, which is their down jacket, and the 
Aegis Extreme Jacket, which is the Primoff jacket, and then basically have all that same in the pants. Uh, the only difference in the pants, I have like a dog pants and the Danibor pants. And then um, one thing that stands out, and this is super simple, but it is their balaclava. Um, most balaclavas, like it's kind of like just a pullover face mask, I feel. Yeah. And there's like there's a slit that goes that goes and kind of separates the head from the mouth, and it makes it really functional. Where I like I'll wear you know baseball cap, and then I'll put that balaclava over. And one piece is sitting on top of the hat, and the other piece, because that slit on the sides that goes so far back, you can, you know, you can drop it underneath your chin if you want. You can put it right up on your chin, up to your bottom lip. Um, you know, for me, I don't like anything that covers my mouth because when I draw, when I'm at full draw, one of my um, my lip touches one of my fletchings. That's part of like part of my anchor point. Yep. So I can't I can't have anything over my my mouth. So it makes it really, really versatile. So I like that a lot. Um, as far as extremely lightweight and probably very affordable and bomb-proof, waterproof um, jacket and pants, I'm not sure there's much that can beat those, uh, the Poseidon. I mean, it's super thin and super dur- durable, and I can roll each one of them up and put them into a stuff sack and uh, it's uh, it's smaller than a than a football like a full-size football gotcha so well i mean for in for western backpack hunting it's you can't ask for more you can't well so i take it uh i'll just ask you do you recommend cryptic uh camo or i guess gear now everybody's got to say gear now because that's what it is it's not just camo anymore But uh, right. do you do you recommend Cryptek for both the uh, whitetail and the western hunter? Yes, I do. I think um, I think Sitka is going to be better for for your whitetail, just from my experience. Uh, I think it's just a little bit more function to to their gear. And it's I mean, it's the little things, you know. And sometimes that's what what helps you kill a buck is it's all in the details a lot of people say so um so yeah i would recommend sicker for for whitetail hunting and i would i would definitely recommend cryptic for for out west okay spot and stock elk and muley and stuff like that right but um so if i mean if you had if you had the the funds to do it you would have your you'd have sitka for your uh, for your whitetail and then cryptic for your Western hunts. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I tell you what, anything else that, uh, may stand out about their gear. Um, do you have any of their other, I guess, like packs or gloves or any, or boots or anything like that? Uh, I have their gloves and, um, they have a really good Moreno glove. It's called like the Norlander Moreno glove. And uh, it's just a little bit thicker than just like your, like you were saying, your mechanics glove. It's just a touch thicker than that. I can actually, I can actually wear it and shoot my bow and it doesn't affect accuracy or anything at all. Um, 
so that's really nice and it's it's very warm and um so those are pretty awesome and i mean they're they're absolutely bomb proof too i spent i think the past two winters basically doing habitat work doing hinge cotton and ripping down branches and stuff like that out in the woods all winter long and uh i had those gloves on the whole time and they've held up you know they haven't worn any holes into them or anything like that and i've i've I'll beat the piss out of them. So, right. How do they dry? I, I highly recommend. And I'm not talking. And I, I'm kind of talking for all the products here. How do they dry? Because there's some mornings, you know, it's not raining out, but you're, you may have to walk through some tall grass, and uh, there's a lot of dew or moisture on the grass. And I've come. In, I've. You may not be wearing your rubber boots yet, or you get. You get a a nice lather going on on your pants. Does this Cryptex stuff dry fairly well, fast, uh, just out in the wind while you're wearing them? Yeah, uh, I would say everything dries well besides the uh, the Prima Loss insulated, the Aegis Extreme Weather Jacket and bibs. Those, uh, those are waterproof, but, I mean, you sit out in the rain, you do stay dry, but it feels like it takes a jacket. A, a little bit to dry out so um the other thing i'll say is i don't know about you but as soon as i get a pair of pants or jacket or whatever um i i hand wash it in scent free detergent like a, a scent free tote and whatnot yeah and a lot of these a lot of these garments they come with a lot of gear whatever you want to call it comes with that uh what is it durable water repellency that dwr oh yeah and I would assume as soon as you really submerge that thing fully in water and wash it around to get all the scent out and make sure it's scent free, I would assume you kind of lose a lot of that. So potentially, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a huge believer in that DWR. I mean, it, I think it definitely like in a light rain helps it, you know, bead right off your your pants and your jacket. But other than that, I mean, I usually if I know it's going to rain, I usually pack in my rain gear and I can quick slip that on the tree stand. That's pretty easy. So. But so yeah, the, everything. Um, I mean, the Moreno that dries out extremely well. Um, and that I mean, Primaloff is kind of just the insulation. I think it's known to retain the majority of its heat, even even when it's wet. So right, that's kind of nice. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you coming on the uh, show and uh, giving your uh, review on Cryptek. I appreciate it. Hey man, love it. Just a just a fellow uh, gear junkie at heart, I guess. And we're done. Thank you guys very much for tuning in and listening. Thanks, Bob, for coming on the show and talking about Cryptek. Uh, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your time for coming in, downloading, listening, clicking, whatever it is that you're doing to get here and uh, do what it is that you're doing with your ears to my voice. Anyway. Uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. Um, huge shout out to Exodus Trail Cameras. Thank you guys uh, very much for believing in the show. And um, what else? What else? If you haven't already, go to iTunes and subscribe. Leave a review if you like. A five star review uh, if you like. And uh, what else? What else? Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on facebook always some chatter going around there uh, whether it's about actually hunting strategies or hunting uh, gear related stuff just a a bunch of guys bs and other than that um, i do i haven't 
put a lot of content out on the website recently, but uh, I've put a couple videos out recently, uh, a couple blogs out recently. Um, so go visit the Nine Finger Chronicles website, and that's ninefingerchronicles.com. And uh, this weekend, be safe. You know, be careful if you've been drinking, whether you're in a boat or a car or in my case, um, like I've had bad experiences with alcohol and bicycles in the past, (laughs) but be safe. Thank a veteran. Um, America is a great country because this is the 4th of July and family is the most important thing. And now I'm just saying random things, but If you are out in the timber this weekend and you guys decide to go hang some tree stands, be sure to wear your damn safety harness. Happy 4th of July.